Welcome to Season 3 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 4 of The Good Place. So where we left off, our four humans had just caught Janet and Michael opening a door to the afterlife, which raised a little bit of suspicion. Michael, who maybe needs some more ethics lessons from Chidi, has no problem lying to them and can keeps concocting these more and more elaborate stories that no one is buying, especially not Eleanor, who's always been able to see through a lie as someone who lies a lot herself. And eventually he has to tell them the truth. So Michael reveals to them that they're never getting into the afterlife. Now that they know about it, their motivation is corrupt and they can never get into the good place. So basically, no matter what they do on Earth, the humans now know that they are doomed to the bad place because they cannot earn enough points to get to the good place, no matter what they do, and through no fault of their own. Because remember, they didn't know about the previous experiments. All of their memories had been wiped. So as far as they're concerned, here just comes this mythical being into their lives and tells them, hey, you're doomed forever. Have a great day. And all of our humans handle this in their own separate way. Some of them don't handle it very well. To say the least. And I would say the person who handles it the worst is the person that we kind of turn to as, as our voice of reason most of the time. And that's Cheaty. So Cheaty breaks down. He He's shopping at, with his shirt off. And the, the employee says that he has to wear a shirt while shopping. So he takes one off the racks and puts it on. And during a lecture that he's supposed to be teaching, he sings a song and makes chili with peeps and M&Ms. During that lecture, he tells his students that nothing matters and he's just completely breaking down. And we realize as the viewers that the description that he's giving of these different theories of what makes someone a good person are actually being played out all around him because the other humans are dealing with each one in their own way. So first, Chidi tells us that some people believe that what makes you a good person is virtue ethics. In other words, it's your character. It's the way that you follow a certain set of principles in order to show that you are a good person. And if you have that internal character of being a good person, qualities like uh, being brave, being honorable, then you will be a good person because those qualities will show up in your actions. So Tahani acts out virtue ethics. She donates to charity, but we've noticed that she's already donated to charity before, but this time it's, it's not for fame or recognition. It's for the good of others. That's right, because this time she's giving it anonymously. So she's trying to just act out the virtue of charity, the virtue of wanting to be charitable to the world. So Chidi also talks about consequentialism. Hey, I did it! So as we've talked about before, back when Ayla wasn't able to pronounce it yet, consequentialism is the idea that what makes an act good isn't your intentions about it, but the end results. And Jason, really, as Tahani's going around giving away her money, Jason figures out how to enact consequentialism in the world around him. So when Jason sees Tahani giving away money, he says that there is a better way to do it. And they go out to the streets where the poor people are and 
they give it directly to them, to the people who need it the most. And Jason was inspired to do this because he thought about all the times in his own life when the a tiny sliver of the amount of money that Tahani was giving away would have really changed his life, would have probably put him on a better path and helped him not make as many mistakes as he did. And so this is a direct example of consequentialism, of, of trying to make sure that the act that they're doing has the most direct impact. Next, Chidi talks about deontology. And Chidi explains to his students that deontology is the belief that you're good if you follow the rules that have been set out for how to be a good person. And Eleanor didn't hesitate at all. As soon as she found out that there was no point in being good, she was like, I'm going to go back to Arizona and my trash bag ways. But then she finds a wallet on the floor of the bar where she's gotten completely drunk and she can't bring herself to take the money out of it. And she's very angry at herself, but she feels that nagging voice in the back of her head telling her that the right thing to do is find the owner of the wallet. It takes her on a journey all around the city and then eventually back right where she came from, but she is able to return the wallet and really help the guy out. And so in that case, deontology was that set of rules that Eleanor had in her head, whether she liked it or not, about what the right thing to do really was. So Chidi is ignoring all of these things and just doing what he wants because when he dies... Well, he's going to hell no matter what. So GD tells his class that, hey, it's not virtue ethics. It's not consequentialism. It's not deontology. The way that you should actually be living your life is through nihilism. Nothing matters. Nothing that you do matters. If you do good, it doesn't matter. If you do bad, it doesn't matter. We're all going to die and there's no point to any of it. But GD is actually wrong because they don't know, because the others don't know about the afterlife. And they still have a chance to get into the good place. That's a really good point. And Chidi should know that because he knows that the reason that he can't earn points is because his motives are corrupt. So really, by telling those students that in his room, he was kind of trying to put them off of a path that could have put them in a better place. And knowing what we do about Chidi, about how much he cares about ethics, that's a really unethical thing to do. And also, Chidi was never helping people to get into a good afterlife. He was doing it to make them feel good and make himself feel good on the inside. And that's something that he can absolutely still do. In fact, as we get to the end of this episode, we're going to see that he kind of comes to that realization himself in an unlikely place. But first, we're going to go to today's question of the day. Our question of the day is, which of the four systems that Chidi laid out do you think is the best? So remember, he told us about virtue ethics, where your character is what determines if you're a good person. Consequentialism, where the impacts of your action determine if you're a good person. Deontology, where your ability to follow a set of rules is what makes you a good person. And nihilism, where nothing matters. So pause the podcast, talk about it, think about it, maybe even write about it, and then come back. So welcome back, and I don't think I'm going to choose between the four of them. I think that all of them are important, even nihilism. 
All right, I have an answer for this too, but I want to hear a little more about this. How is nihilism important? Okay, so I don't think it's fair to say that nothing matters, but there are some things in life that don't matter. So you think we just need like a touch of nihilism some of the time? Is that your argument? Yeah. Well, I've only found myself falling into nihilism when, like Cheaty, I was at some real low points in my life. And usually once I could get a little more perspective, nihilism was no longer as attractive of an option. So earlier you said that you had an idea. So what do you think? Which one is your favorite? So if you were asking me which one I want it to be, I want it to be deontology. I would love it if there was just a set of rules that we could learn, that we could apply every single time, and that as long as we do that, we get it right and we get to be good people. Check, give me my gold star. That's probably the good student in me. I've always been the one who wants to know the right answers. But I don't think that's actually how the world works because I don't think that deontology has the flexibility for the real world when things don't always stay in neat little boxes. What if you get a really big box? Or what if you get a lot of little boxes and then you like glue them together? So basically you're saying that maybe if our deontology rules were a little more general, we might be able to use them? No, I just like gluing boxes together. I know, they're all over my living room. But when it comes to our ethics and how we're supposed to live a good life, I really think that it's a combination of virtue ethics, the character that we have, consequentialism, paying attention to the impact that we have, and deontology, learning some rules and following them. And I think that more than anything, our virtue is determined, or our ethics is determined, by being able to pivot in the moment to analyze which actions we need to take for that particular situation. So that ethics really comes out of constant work, constant analysis, constantly asking ourselves, what is the right thing to do in this situation? I've got it. You get a bunch of big boxes, and then you glue all of them together. So now that we figured out why I'll never have a clean living room, let's go back to what the humans do when they realize that nothing that they do, no amount of virtue, no amount of considering the consequences for others, no amount of following the rules, and not even giving up and throwing their hands in the air, is going to change their particular outcomes. They're doomed. They're going to the bad place no matter what. So what's left for them? Eleanor has an idea. And Eleanor says very heroically, if we can't be the best, then we can help others. And it's actually one of my favorite quotes from the entire series where she says, you know, we have one thing left. We can try. And that kind of is part of where we got our title for this show, trying our best. That we, no matter what we're left with, no matter what has been taken away from us, what options we don't have, we always have the ability to control our own efforts and to do the best that we can in the situation that we're in. And that's really where the humans end up. And everybody agrees, even Cheaty. He's kind of been pulled out of his existential funk and he's no longer a nihilist. And they're all going to take off into this world together, um, including Janet and Michael, who are also kind of doomed because if they ever go back to the uh, afterlife, then they're going to be retired and marbleized anyway. So together, the six of them are sort of just doing the best they can in the world, knowing that nothing else is going to come after it for them. So join us next week to find out what happens to our four humans. Well, considering how much Janet and Michael have evolved, I guess they're six humans. 
Just as a quick reminder, if you want to stay up to date on our latest episodes, you can follow us on Facebook at Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Thanks for listening.